when the replay official did not stop I, the game. I'm not going to comment on that. I'll get fined for the rest of my life if I get commented on that. We had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be illegal. Coach Carousel talk, is that something you just ignore? Yeah, yeah, you, you ignore because one week you're getting fired and the next week you're going to take another job, and I'm worried about the darn SEC West Championship. And So, yes, to answer your question. Our purpose is to win, make no mistake about it, but it's to win the right way. And our goal, our stated goal, is going to be to win the Sun Belt, uh, sorry, to win the SEC East. That's iron sharpening iron. That's the way this thing's got to work, man. We got to know and understand that it's got to be about competition. Talk about the reception you received from the fan, fan base. Did you ever think you'd be kissing and hugging babies at the tarmac when you got off the plane? Um, a lot better than another tarmac experience that I had. <laughs> I didn't think of it. It was like, <laughs> like an anniversary or something like that. We're coming. We're coming, and we ain't backing down. It's time for Carolina football. So get the fuck out of your seats. Spurs up. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast presented by MyBookie. I'm your host, Michael Breton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, another day and another <laughs> postponement slash cancellation in the SEC. How I'm... many games we got left? <laughs> One? South Carolina? Is that them? That's it? We got three games. As of recording, hell, they might cancel one before we put this some bitch out there. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're down four. We got three left. But, um, yeah, and, of course, so I guess we'll just start right there. That that was the game, Georgia at Missouri. And Missouri's already had a damn game canceled. Mm-hmm. So we're getting in hairy spots here, Shane, where <laughs> uh, December 12th, that's the open week that uh, the SEC has – uh, before we even got going here, they decided, you know, we're, we're going to leave a gap between the SEC championship game and the end of the regular season. We'll fit the games in there. And now the uh, SEC has come out here on Wednesday and said, you know, if there's a double makeup date, we'll make it the same day as the SEC championship, which is December 19th. It's a Saturday, of course. But the only trouble with that is we can't, set those games till we know who's in the SEC championship game. So I would assume Georgia, Missouri is going to fit into that time slot, but we'll get into some comments here from Greg Sankey in just a moment, but uh, it could go anywhere on the schedule. It really could. So what was the other game they bounced back for them? Uh, It was a Missouri and Vanderbilt game. Okay. All right. So, so so there's still a good chance that some of these teams are just going to have nine games. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, oh. so that we already have the one makeup date, which is okay. Uh, wait, wait. Let's 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 slow this down here, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to wrap. I, I'm I'm looking at all these numbers and dates. I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on with the SEC right now. Okay, so there is one week that prior to the season starting was open just for this type of situation, right? Correct. And it's at the very end okay. after all the games are played. We got a full okay. week. And then the following week, two weeks out, is the SEC championship. Okay, so there for a second, 
Uh, Vanderbilt was the first one to, to take this extra week. It was Vanderbilt and who? Missouri. Missouri. Okay. And we, cause I remember we were talking about, this is great. This, you know, they got primetime coverage. Mm-hmm. Then the second two teams, uh, entered the ring and that is who again? Uh, well, you, are you talking about this week or just the entire season here? Uh, the entire season. I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah, trying to, I think the second just, one was, uh, Florida and a- LSU. Remember? Cause that was, that's a much bigger game than. Uh, Vanderbilt, Missouri, and you—I I remember now. You were—you were thinking, man, Missouri and Vandy—they were going to get that CBS coverage. <laughs> was that them? I thought it was Texas A&M or something. Did they get? Did they get a flex game early? Uh, no, sir. The first Texas A&M okay. get flex game was this week against Tennessee. Oh, okay, so all right. So now we're starting to load up. So we got Florida, LSU. Mm-hmm. We've got Vandy. And uh, who is it again? Missouri. Mizzou. Okay. And all right. So now Tennessee and Texas Mm A&M. That's three. All right. What else you got? Now we got Georgia and Missouri. Georgia, Missouri. Okay. And Auburn, Mississippi State. But that can't happen. I know. Mizzou's got. So that's the whole point. So the Saturday of the SEC championship game. Yeah. We're we're opening that, (laughs) that weekend open. But of course, uh, you can't play in the SEC championship game and one of these makeup games. So we need to find out who's going to be playing in the SEC championship before we can finalize games for that second makeup weekend. So what game? What week is SEC championship again? December nineteenth. December nineteenth. Well, we knew Georgia would be playing on December nineteenth. We just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And they made it there in the end, didn't they? That's right, man. They got there. Good for you guys. I'm sorry. Too soon, right? Too soon. I'm a Tennessee fan, man. We're on like a four-game losing streak. So, so yeah, I can make a couple of jokes. Yeah, so that's where we're at. And, man, it's rough. But, um, hey, it could be a lot worse. Again, like I teased here, we're going to get to Greg Sankey. He spoke with the media after all these cancellations, and you know he was looking at the bright side of it. We got 95% of the games we were supposed to get up to this point. It's a hell of a start. No one thought they'd get that far. Hell, most of most of people listening to this podcast, if you're being honest, because I was reading the damn mentions, you didn't think <laughs> we were going to a single game here. So uh, don't complain that we only got a three three games this weekend when – couple months ago you would have you would have done anything for these three games you know what absolutely freaking lutely man uh, i mean there's not no question my no doubt in my mind i'm excited and, and if we've got to tweak this thing if we lose a few games like i said on last last show mike i i'm not how can you be upset or disappointed this has been such a crazy year and to go from potentially not having college football especially with all these other conferences bowing out and the sec standing up mm-hmm. uh, to where we've got so far if i can only watch three games saturday mike i don't care i'm watching three games saturday yeah so let's be clear those three games scheduled for saturday now these are the ones we got vanderbilt at kentucky arkansas at florida and South Carolina at Ole Miss. So that's the slate right now. All right, just kidding. I'm not going to watch. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I'm watching. Uh, I'm going to love it, man. Who knows, man? This may be the best. These are these are teams that you. there was no way in hell you were probably going to watch. A lot of us. 
if you're not a fan of one of these ball clubs, there's a good shot you aren't going to watch. I mean, these aren't primetime games, but now they are. So mm-hmm. uh, it's good. Put a little spotlight on these teams and uh, get some recognition. I love it. So what we did last week, Shane, I thought you know it was a good little talk here. I'm going to do the same thing as we did last week. I just ran down the three matchups here. We've obviously got six coaches, six head coaches. I'm ranking them, Shane, in order from most need the win to the to the least, if that makes sense. So yeah. you ready to run down my list here? Let's do it. All right, number one, the coach. And again, this is not all tied to hot seat, but this week it certainly is. Number one, I don't think there's any doubt, Will Muschamp, supernova hot seat. The coach that needs a win the most this weekend, South Carolina head coach going up against first year, Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss program. Uh, any debate there on that one? Uh, yeah, no, I, I say no debate here. I mean, I want to throw Coach Mason in here mm-hmm. just because I think this is his last shot. But uh, no, I, I I think you're right. I think this is uh, this is a this is a must win, man. And I I don't even know if that's going to help. That's how bad this thing has spiraled. So uh, South Carolina definitely needs a victory this week. All right, number two, the coach that needs to win the most, Shane. I think I'm going to go a little bit different than you. I think you've already tipped your hand. I'm going Mark Stoops, Kentucky, because I think that's the only way we save this season. We've got to get going here. If you lose to Vanderbilt, my God. And again, this is not a ranking of the hot seat. I'm not saying he'll be on the hot seat if he loses this game. But if you lose to Vanderbilt and your next two are Alabama and Florida, both on the road, I mean, you you want to talk about opt out or yeah. or red shirt or quit or go to the NFL or I, I'm kind of joking when I say that. But what in the hell is Kentucky going to have to show up for if they can't beat Vanderbilt when they got the two teams that are probably going to play in the SEC championship? So. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to keep this thing heading in the right direction, any chance you got, and make no mistake, I'm not saying that Kentucky's this terrible team. They're the ones in the East that uh, it seems like gives Florida the most trouble. So right. they, you know, wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility to say they they upset Florida, but it's got to start here. They've got to get that momentum going, and you know, it can't even be like a a squeaker of a game like that Georgia game was. We need to just stomp the hell out of Vanderbilt. And if they lose to Vanderbilt, hmm, I don't know. That's why I got Mark Stoops number number two on this list. Yeah, I, I think he. I think definitely a, a must-win situation. I, I did tip my hat. I thought it would be Coach Mason, uh, just because after Kentucky, you're looking at Florida, Tennessee, Georgia, Mizzou. I mean, where's where's your victory at? Maybe Tennessee mm-hmm. if they don't improve. Um, I think this. You got a Kentucky Wildcat team coming in that's that's confused on the offensive side of the ball, and that's unusual for that program. They they they've been sound in the past few seasons, and uh, and and they're kind of drifting right now. Don't even know. I mean, I know Terry's coming out, but I guarantee that leash is pretty damn short, Mike. So uh, that's uh, Kentucky's right there with them. The more I think about it, I, I'm with you. This is. Uh, I think it's a must win They're just because they've got to get it right. They've got to get some momentum going into the rest of their schedule. Because if you, like you said, you fall to Vanderbilt, man, then, then you went from 
the most loved coach up there in Kentucky to, you know, maybe, maybe we should look elsewhere mm-hmm. because Vanderbilt is one of those. And, and I'm not trying to, to put down uh, Vanderbilt at all. I mean, we realize that they've got some issues and, and they are kind of, it feels to me, I don't know about you, Mike, but it does feel like they are starting to improve the, as the season goes. You, you're looking at a team that didn't get to play a lot of games like these other ball clubs in the in the Southeastern Conference. So maybe uh, maybe they're starting to hit on all cylinders right when they're coming into Kentucky, and that, that, that could be an upset, man. Mm-hmm. All right, number three on my list, Shane. You, you just mentioned him there, Derek Mason. This, Like you said, this may be their last shot to get a win this season. Team's playing a little bit better, and primarily the main reason I've got him a little bit lower than uh, Mark Stoops is just even if they do have this terrible season, as crazy as it may seem to a lot of people, I don't think Vanderbilt has any desire to move on from Coach Mason at this time. And I should note, Shane, they had two defensive backs enter the transfer portal here on Wednesday, including Mm -hmm. a starter. So... I mean, I don't know what in the hell's going on up there at Nashville, but I mean, you got players leaving in the middle of the season. I mean, this is kind of maybe this is what we're talking about with guys that are just kind of over it and they don't want to play anymore, and it's just just kind of mm-hmm. it's just rough to go up and and lose all these games. But you know, they're certainly not playing that way because I thought they played Mississippi State really tough, but it's just a it's just a less than ideal scenario. It's just I guess the best way I could say it where. It's it's like Coach Mason is trying to push a boulder up a damn mountain, you know, and and yeah. w- with everything that uh, puts Vanderbilt at a disadvantage on a regular year, this all this pandemic stuff is just making it so so much worse with opt outs and and players not just not available for him. Yeah, no, I I that's that sucks. Opt outs is one thing, or transfer port that's. That's not what you want to hear this halfway through the season, man. You yeah. know, you, you, that just shows the buy-in that some of these players are having. So, um, I, I'm with you. This is one of those games you could you could flip a court. Whoever comes out the loser here mm-hmm. is going to have a lot of pressure when they go back home. All right, number four on my list, Shane. And the rest of this list, pretty tough to do. I'm trying to throw a curveball at you here, Shane. Number four on my list, Barry Odom. Remember, he's going to be the interim head coach here for Arkansas. And, of course, you know, there's not going to be much expected of him, I don't think, to – I mean, certainly Razorback fans want to see a good show. And and Barry Odom's well on his way to being the uh, assistant coach of the year. It's called the the Broyles Award. I think he's going to win this thing hands down. But I think even Coach Odom would tell you, if he's being honest, that, uh, you know, he believes he's good enough to be a head coach. He, He doesn't think he should have been let go at Missouri. I think a lot of that had to do with um, the AD up there, just not necessarily a big fan of his. That probably had more to do with anything than his record up there. So uh, Coach Odom, I don't think this is a scenario where he's just automatically going to be a one-and-done. I don't think he's just going to jump at the first job that that he gets offered. But imagine with Sam Pittman not being able to make the trip to Gainesville, Barry Odom leads this team to a victory over Florida Gators, who are more than likely going to win the SEC East. Uh, I mean, his stock, which is already soaring, is just going to go yeah. that much higher. And, and hell, he may land a head job if he's able to pull this thing off. And I'm thinking like a good job. You know what? Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, 
I, I don't think there's as much pressure on him to, I mean, because there is a lot of, a lot of factors. This is a, right. uh, your head coach is out. So you're coming in. Yeah. He's done it before, but you know, I, I, you're playing against the Florida Gators. Um, some are saying the best in the East. Some, some are saying the best in the sec right now. So mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I don't think there's that much pressure, but you know, kind of spin zone it yourself. Uh, this is an audition just to remind the nation that he could still do it. And if he could pull off an upset against the Florida Gators, the, uh, yeah, that, that, that resume just got a little sweeter at the end of the season. All right. Shay, number five, I think again here, I'm trying to throw a little curveball at you. Dan Mullen. And yeah. the only reason I'm putting him here. And, and again, this is not a hot seat ranking or anything, but Hey, he just defeated the beast of the East for all these years, Georgia and Kirby smart. And now basically the only challenge the rest of uh, the regular season is to make sure his players have that focus and make sure, you know, they don't celebrate too hard beating Georgia. Now the complacency could potentially seek in. And it's not to say that Arkansas is not a good team. I mean, I think the Gators will certainly respect him and certainly respect the fact that, uh, you know, they know Felipe Franks, they know what he can do, but Mm -hmm. Oh man, I mean, this would be just classic college football. If you win the biggest game of the year on your schedule, then you turn around and drop one where you're you're a big favorite. <laughs> so, uh, very very little pressure, but still, I I think there's a little bit of pressure on Dan Mullen to to make sure that uh, you know he can handle that next phase, which is you know the expectations. Not a lot of people were expecting them to to win the East this year. Yeah. We've got that not clinched, not yet. We're on our way. We control our destiny. But now the hard part is keeping that focus when you got uh, the biggest games already behind you. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. This is uh, – you got to keep the foot on the gas. Mm -hmm. And, and, and you, you've got it, man. You're in the captain seat. You, can, you can't mess up. And if you drop to uh, an Arkansas team – I don't care if you go to the SEC championship. I don't. I don't see you going into the the playoff unless you unless you win. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think, and even then, I don't know. Uh, you're looking at a two loss team, and then and that Arkansas is going to sit out there like a sore thumb. So I, I think this is a this is a very important game for Dan, just to you know to stay away from that rat poison. Let these kids. Focus on task at hand, you know, fundamentals, keep getting better. That's what they're doing and developing. And uh, like I said, don't let off the gas because soon as you do, this is this very scary Arkansas Razorback team that shows you that they can they can run with anybody. Anybody. There's, there's not a team in the SEC that I don't think Arkansas could give a fit for at least one half. Mm -hmm. And if you don't figure it out by that time, they're going to run away just like they did against Tennessee and just like they've done against some of these other programs. So, um, yeah, a lot of pressure going in on this one. These these guys are prepared. Remember, they're fired up. They're, they're, they're doing this one for Coach Pittman, but they're also doing it for their quarterback and team captain. So uh, this is a scary game, and uh, not a lot of people are talking about it. All right, so last but not least, Lane Kiffin, number six. He's the only coach left on the list here, and this is a matchup where – you know, I think uh, you could argue that South Carolina may be the more talented team across the board. And obviously, we put Will Muschamp number one on the list. So, uh, you know, all, he needs it more than any other. So that's part of the reason why I put Lane Giffen number six. And 
I think this is classic. This is probably what he wants. He's, you know, he's got that California mentality of laid back and no, mm-hmm. no pressure. And, and I, I think this is probably when his team thrives the most too. So uh, yeah, no pressure or Lane Kiffin doesn't hell, even if they lose this game, I know fans will be upset, but yeah, it, I don't think it'll be like this total shock. I think it would be more like the South Carolina Gamecocks came out and played inspire, inspired football for their coach who's fighting for his job here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I that this is this is uh I mean, there's pressure in every game. Obviously, you don't want to lose anyone, but this is one that if you are an Ole Miss fan that you've kind of circled as a victory. And uh so that does create a little pressure. I don't care what you say, the even if you uh even if you win this game barely, there's a lot of people that are expecting them to blow out uh, the game cocks and and South Carolina's a tricky sneaky team too man I know they've had a couple bad weeks but they've got plenty of talent on that roster and at any time they can make you look like an idiot on that football field so um, I, I, I still think with everything going on COVID and it's it's easy to overlook programs these days and and that's what Lane can't do he's got to He's got to keep applying steam because uh, Ole Miss is building something special down there. I really do believe so. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane. So uh, that's pretty much it. But I do have a couple clips I wanted to jump to real quick. Uh, you ready to get to uh, just a little mini version here of Around the League? Let's do it. Now let's go now around let's the go league. Around. My, my daughters said something about me wearing a visor and need to put on a hat because I'm getting bald. So, uh, so I'm going to wear a hat from here on out. I mean, if you look over the next six years, I think we played Miami three times, Florida State six times, South Florida three times, Mississippi State once. So who's the SEC teams? You know, I mean, I don't think, I think it's an injustice for the kids. They should, we should mix those games up and you should, um, you know, play more teams from the West. Why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us, and we'll play them. We'll play anybody you can get to play us. And Louisiana, hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. All right, first one, uh, this was pretty short, but uh, so today was the uh, SEC coaches teleconference, and Right as the thing was kicking off, that's when the SEC announced that the uh, Georgia-Missouri game had been canceled, or excuse me, postponed is the right word, not canceled. It's still hoping to be played on uh, December 19th, likely. That that could change. But uh, I just thought it would be kind of cool for fans to listen in on Kirby Smart because, like I said, he go, he's the second one on the uh, teleconference. So he had to go up 10 minutes after this thing was announced postponed so uh here's his live reaction to just the news i thought it was kind of funny um i'm finding out about as fast as you guys are so uh it's pretty uh mental agility is definitely the definition of uh 2020 which we talked to our team about early in the season so it's one of those deals that uh you you find out you have a plan for plan a and you have a plan for plan b and uh we had obviously been working that way all year um kind of saying that if a game got canceled what we would do and having a plan for it and then as we found out yesterday and the day before um that that missouri was having complications 
um, we, we've, we've got a plan to continue to work on us, and we've got plenty to work on. And good thing is we get to uh, to do some some things against each other and uh, compete. And it's always better when you get to do that rather than having to work on an opponent all week. And uh, we were for the most part, uh, almost through with the entire game plan on Missouri. So puts us a little ahead in regards of if we get to play them, uh, you know, at the end of the year. Um, but, again, we were, I know that the SEC is evaluating when the game will be rescheduled, and that's kind of out of our hands. So, All right, Shane. So <laughs> just that – I mean, that's just a window into uh, life of an SEC coach. You, you have to get on this call when they tell you it's your time. This is the uh-huh. same same thing where – it doesn't matter if Lane Kiffin's taking a shit. You know, he's got to get on this call. So it doesn't matter if your game just got postponed. You got this call in in five, ten minutes, whatever it is, hop on the line. So that was Kirby Smart's live reaction to finding the news out. Oh, I love it, man. It feels like you're almost behind the scenes, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, uh, the, the only other coach I wanted to jump to on this call, and I just thought it was uh, it was pretty funny, some of his comments, our, our guy Coach O, who was asked repeatedly because, you know, with all the uh, COVID issues LSU is having, people don't even know if they're going to be able to play next week against Arkansas. That's a big game too. So Coach O talks about that. He talks about uh, Miles Brennan, who may be out for the season. And then uh, apparently their punter is uh, (laughs) currently the the backup here, and he's throwing touchdowns in uh, practice here. (laughs) And, Coach, what's your confidence that you are playing Arkansas next weekend and this thing doesn't get moved around again to try to, you know, make everything work to have you play Alabama? Yeah, and listen, we want to play Alabama, so whatever happens, we're going to be ready to play. And I understand uh, Greg Sankey's uh, position. Uh, this is a fluid deal. But I tell you what, they, those guys have done a tremendous job of getting us to play. I'm happy we're playing. Uh, we knew this stuff would happen this season, so we just got to be ready to go. Whoever they tell us to play, we'll be ready to play. Quarantine and contact tracing numbers you're dealing with right now. How confident are you you'll have the mandatory minimums to, to go next week? Yeah. Uh, well, you cannot be confident in anything in this fluid situation. But uh, from what I'm told, our quarantine guys will be back sometimes next week. And uh, we'll have a lot more prayers at practice next week than we have this week. So, you know, uh, I think Tuesday and Wednesday we should have an answer to that, and it, right now it looks positive. Um, is, what, what's going on with Miles Brennan? I think I read somewhere, not yeah. even Brooks' story, but he's a, that he might be out for the year. Kind of what's going on with him? It could be. Uh, we're we're looking at the injury, and uh, we're looking at uh, see if he can come back uh, to rehab, or the best thing would do to go ahead and go through an operation that would help him out. So we haven't made a, a, a final decision. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be back uh, unless some miraculous thing happens. Hey, Ed, good morning. Uh, just wondering, how are you approaching practices uh, with a limited um, group of players? I guess you've had some practice with it already this season. Uh, yeah. Have you developed a way that can you know still be efficient even if your numbers are down? Yeah, we we have. You know, we uh, we have some walk-ons that have have, uh, have stepped up. Zach Van Rosenberg played second-team quarterback for us yesterday. Guys have stepped up. We have guys that defensive linemen that never snapped before or snapped yesterday. So we kind of stay with the same plan: less plays, less time out on the field. 
but we had to get our work done. And so we had guys move around. Guys did some different positions that they haven't played. They cross-trained. So I think that's you know, just part of what we got to do this year. Does that oddly give the team more energy, more uh, more yeah. life? It seems like, you know, I mean, I can't imagine Zach playing quarterback, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Look, hey, he threw a touchdown pass yesterday. The whole team was cheering. <laughs> Seriously, it was, it was good. We had one of our best practices yesterday. Oh, buddy, man. <laughs> if only, uh, you know, they're supposed to be DBU, and yeah. we got Coach Bo down there. His defense is so bad. The damn punter is throwing touchdowns against him. <laughs> I mean, Coach O's having a good time with this, but I I cannot imagine he had enjoyed seeing that on the practice field. Oh, what I thought was funny was just all, he's just talking about how great everybody's you know great everybody's mood is and everything like that. And I was like, yeah, because you don't have to play Bama this week. <laughs> We'd all be celebrating if we didn't have to do that. So uh, uh, I just thought that was funny, Coach O. You know, he's he's still our dog. I know we we've we love a lot of these SEC coaches, but but I, I just Coach O's so authentic, and, and there's he he doesn't have a filter, and and I just love it. I was listening to that comment. He said, "Yeah, I thought he said prayers there for a second. I was like, did he say prayers? Like we got to have like so many prayers or something like that. I was like, for for like the COVID, and and then I was I realized he was saying players." <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Because the sentence didn't match up. I was like, that's weird. I never expected him to say prayers. Oh, man, Coach O. I love it, man. I know it's been, guys, it's been a wild week. Absolutely wild week. This is a wild podcast. It's going to be one of our shortest ones that we've done, right, Mike? Yeah, oh, yeah. And if you're, hey, you're trying to cut it short, Shane, I got one more clip here. No, I'm not trying to cut it short. I thought you were cutting it short. Oh, no, no. Well, we, well, we will. But I just got real quick. I wanted to jump to uh, Greg Sankey real quick because yeah. uh, he popped on this call. He never – well, I, I shouldn't say never. I think he's only – he only pops up during occasions like this where, hell, we have four games postponed. So he spoke for about 45 minutes, and I chopped it down to just kind of the the, the best of his comments here. But he was asked about his confidence level that the SEC title game on December 19th, whether that'll even get played, uh, on how, you know, if, if you would have asked him in July at this point going into Veterans Day and you got 40 games already in the books, you know, how happy would that would you be with that? He, he actually drops a Wayne's World quote, which I thought was pretty funny. And then uh, finally here, you got to read between the lines of what he's saying, but he's asked about uh, – you know, these makeup games and, and what's going to happen with that and how are we going to rework the schedule if possible so that we can get a game like Alabama-LSU. And he kind of clues you into what is probably going to happen by the SEC. Greg, uh, over the summer, I know you were, even in the even in your sunniest proclamations or forecast, you were fairly guarded uh, in your optimism. Given that you guys maybe have even have gone farther than a lot of people thought you would get at, at, to get to this point, what's your level of confidence that you'll be able to get to December 19th? I was asked last week how I felt about the, the season being completed. And I've run 41 marathons in my life, and I learned that halfway in a marathon is not 13.1 miles. It's someplace before, before mile 20 and 21. And uh, I said, let me get through the games of Thanksgiving, and then I'll feel comfortable. Um, and obviously that's changed. And so uh, I have to acknowledge that there's 
you're troubled by um, what's happened this week uh, with our postponements, there's still an opportunity to, to focus on the 19th, which is my focus, but we have to adjust further um, within our programs to maintain the health that we, we did such a great job on early on, uh, our discipline uh, to support uh, teams and, and travel and meals uh, and engagement that, that fosters the ability to get to the 19th. So uh, I'm certainly shaken but not deterred. You had mentioned uh, one, of your, one of your finish lines, one of your priorities is the championship game is December the 19th. Would, would there be a point in rescheduling, attempting to reschedule games where you would prioritize games that would have an effect on division races over those that would not? Uh, would there be a point? Uh, I, there certainly could be. Uh, is that right now? I mean, there, there's a, there are a lot of possibilities still at play, and, and th that latter reality still has to guide us forward to provide that opportunity to determine uh, that champion properly. That that was going to be my follow-up question. Would you like to see a little bit more inventory in the warehouse in terms of games played this weekend's games, perhaps next week's schedule as it as it develops before you start making decisions like that. Yeah, more games played would be helpful in answering that question. Uh but in a time when we don't have a, a lot of luxuries around us, um I don't know how long the the luxury of seeing more games played will exist before we have to make rescheduling decisions. You had you had mentioned earlier I, be, I believe that you said forty out of seventy uh, SEC football games have been completed. Is, is that yeah? That's, that accurate? that's that's right to date. Correct. Uh, based on where you where you you know where you thought this thing might be going in July, uh, are you having? I, re I realize that the numbers are much better in the other sports, but football is a different animal. Uh, back in July, would you have been relatively happy having completed forty out of seventy? by, you know, Veterans Day in November? Yeah, Gene, that's that's a, a fascinating question to think through. I, 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 I'm driven to a Wayne's World of quote about living in the now. And so uh, I'm living in the now, man. And uh, you want to meet the high expectations. And do I take a certain level of satisfaction given where we were in, in July to today? Um, certainly never any comfort in that, uh, but yet focused on the challenge ahead uh, because of what's present right now. Is there sure. a date that y'all have in your mind where you need to decide um, if these games that were postponed this weekend can be rescheduled? And, and if so, would it require moving around conference, really the entire schedule for the later half of the season in order to fit in some games like LSU Alabama where that December 12th open date has already been filled? The best way to answer that question is to observe what we adjusted. I think almost two and a half, three and a half weeks ago, uh, on a Friday we moved, I think, five or six games. It affected the involved teams, which were Florida and Vanderbilt, and then it affected uninvolved teams. Georgia, Kentucky uh, come to top of mind. Um, LSU was, was in that as well. And, and that's going to be the reality moving forward. And, and the ability to adjust games and modify the schedule, and we've, we've said this to our membership uh, repeatedly, will affect more than just the involved teams. 
All right, Shane. So there was, it was kind of a bit there from Greg Sankey, but I've, I really wanted to include that last part because uh, for those that don't remember, and this is not even something we talked about on the show, Shane, because this happened on like a Friday evening two or three weeks ago. But uh-huh. after Florida had their issues and they had to have two weeks off for the COVID, uh, yeah. what the SEC did is they just kind of moved the schedule all around and, and they, they moved up uh, uh, the – I think it was the the Georgia-Kentucky game, and I think they moved Kentucky's bye week. And, you know, they moved five or six different games just to piece this thing together. And based on what Greg Sankey had to say there, I really do think that's what they're going to try to do just because they had so many postponements. So we've already had, you know, the the schedule with the 10-game SEC, obviously, Mm -hmm. a couple months ago. And then they had to rework it here a couple weeks ago. And I think they're going to rework it here again. So the entire conference schedule could get blown up here in the next couple of days. But whatever they got to do to get these games in. And, uh, you know, during Coach O's comments, he even said it. You know, when they, they'll tell us who to play, when to play, we'll show up. I think, yeah. I think they're already getting this message behind the scenes where your schedule may get blown up. And it's not, you know, we're not trying to pick on anybody, but we're trying to get these games in. This, these games mean a lot to everybody. And yeah. it would just suck if we go a whole year without a game like Alabama, LSU, Alabama, Arkansas, and so many others. Yeah. Uh, we've got to do whatever we can to make these games happen. So that's kind of what I think is going to be happening here in the in the days and weeks to come. And I'm here for it, Mike. <laughs> I am. I love it. Move it around. Who cares? Whatever happens, uh, just just let us know. Give us. Give us a couple of days heads up and we'll be there, you know, open up to the fans. We'll be there. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> let's just get wild, you know, <laughs> well, at least the last game of the year, you know, because if you get it, then who cares? We're all quarantined for 14 days. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I just, one, one other thing I kind of, I kind of got lost on the marathon talk. Did you, I, I didn't <laughs> understand that. Well, is- I, I think that's just his way of being, you know, brag that he can do a marathon oh. when he knows, you know, guys like me and you, there's no chance in hell unless we can drive it, you know? <laughs> exactly. Actually, I had no, like, I always saw those 13.1s. I, I thought that was a marathon. I didn't realize it was a, that was a half marathon. <laughs> why would you, why would you have a sticker with, like, I, 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 how many half things do you, you, you take pride in? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I halfway I made it through college or high school, you know. It's like, I didn't get a diploma, but I got a sticker on the back of my car. <laughs> that's so crazy. Oh, but anyway, 13 miles, that's impressive. I don't care who you are. I mean, I seriously, I haven't walked 13 miles, so I, I guess I can't say anything. But but anyway, Mike, uh, yeah, that that's good comments, and, and it gave me peace of mind. It got, hopefully it gave the fans a little bit of – Hey, I know it's wild. You've seen all these games canceling and, and stuff, but it, it sounds to me like we're still on. We just we just got to plug and play and make things work and, uh, you know, isolate these boys. And, you know, hopefully this little these little outbreaks, which we were expecting, uh, especially in November here, um, hopefully they can get them under under control and then we can uh, we can get back as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not doom and gloom like some people would have you lead you to believe we always try to stay positive on here so i'm bringing some positive content here and <laughs> I yeah. don't, that's all i got shane I'm, I'm ready to to postpone the rest of this show for tonight 
absolutely. A lot of people are probably wondering where the big three is. Uh, well, ill-prepared Shane here did not have that. Uh, I only finished half the, the pod notes. So. <laughs> so I apologize. It was a great weekend. I lost a lot of money. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll try to uh, focus a lot more uh, this weekend, uh, clearly, because we're going to have less SEC games. and So we can focus more on uh, NFL games on Sunday. So, But I appreciate everybody hanging out with us. If you got an iPhone or Apple product, those those five-star reviews really do help us out. Um, doesn't take too long to do it, but if you do write a little note, I'll be sure to read them on Friday, and Mike will be sure to send you a koozie of your choice. And uh, we've got a lot of them, Mike. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Shane. Well, thanks for uh, joining me, as always. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls.